Welcome to Into the Mirror, where we discuss healings, transformations, and awakenings. My name is Alexander, and this is my co-host Brody, and we will be talking about uh, thinking errors, but we're on season two of our podcast. We've transitioned to a more firm like topics this season, like just we're going to go over thinking errors, um, things we all do through addiction and non-addiction and any type of healing. It's not addiction is just the way to reference it, but it affects everything. And then also um, different perspectives, thinking hacks and all these things that we've learned. But we're going to start today with our, what was it? We're um, labeling. We're going to do labeling. labeling yep. so, Brody, how are you today? I'm really good. I like that we're getting more specific because the more specific it is, the more relatable it, it can be. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. It's, I'm it excited time, for yeah. the second season for sure. Yeah. You, the, we talk about this, like it's kind of first, I think it's honestly like when you go to therapy first, the first beginning part of therapy is just getting the story out, the shit out, the, the stuff out. Then the next step usually is finding like practicality in the chaos and the mess, looking at patterns and seeing those things. So, our first season is our therapy, if you will, but opens <laughs> authenticity to everyone. Yeah. So, labeling, man. Let me bring up this. I, I had a reference with all the CBT errors. I mean, I have probably 20,000 books with these things in them for the past 30 years. But yeah. just a bunch of... I have 11 thinking errors here that are just basics. There's more than this. There's less than this. But honestly, um, labeling is assigning labels to ourselves or other people. Well, shocker there but like labels such as i'm a loser they're idiots i'm completely unworthy it's labels are totally necessary are i mean to a degree like uh i believe labels are limitations but that's a process like labeling limits which is good but to what point so when i start separating things through labels and then I tie in my worthiness to these things, like using, we go back to black and white thinking with these labels. That's really, yeah. they all tie together. All or nothing and all that. Yeah, lab, what is labeling? Like, what do you do in your life? Like when you label things, do you label yourself like this or others? Well, yeah, personally, how, you know, how we label ourselves is I'm a white male. I'm straight. I make this much money. I live here. I'm from there. These are my beliefs. These are all labels and it's okay. Like it's one thing to recognize those labels, but it's an entirely classifications, but it's an entirely another thing to judge yourself based on those labels. Yeah. Worthiness based on these labels because me, like I grew up with the black and white thinking. Well, my family was very, open-minded actually but our religion was very black and white and we tried like try to follow it but you just can't in the end like for me my experience with those kind of guidelines like the limit like these limits and lists of what were like religion really ties in worthiness to these labels right like uh, the big debate over sexuality in religion right gay yeah. straight that thing you're unworthy because mm -hmm. you were born gay or something and it's awful like any time i can't even he makes me upset so i'm gonna center myself because i can't handle when we deem people unworthy based on any limitation right mm -hmm. like i can tell you that a judgment a label like this is what i was let me try to focus and s explain this um like we get to labeling and judging the label or what's the difference between discerning a choice 
um, versus judging. And I can tell you that if you think you're judging, you're discerning, but you have taken no space to go into your heart, you're in judgment still. You're in this, like, because you're not feeling the thing you're like. No, so discernment for me takes more time. Judgment is a snap thing that happens based on very old things. Discernment, and I say this with labeling because they all come together. So discerning what a good label is versus a bad and judgment of that is not serving us. So I I label this, like I have people, well, I don't know them really anymore, but I run across people that still use heroin and fentanyl. Mm -hmm. Addicts, right? The label addict. Yeah, he, they're they're at they're addicted. It's true, totally addicted by most definitions. But I have those friends, and I discern that it's not it's safe for me to spend time around them. Even if I'm never using, they bring heat, they bring cops, they bring chaos, they bring it's the vibrational rule. I did it. <laughs> I right. did this. I get it. So me, do I judge them as unworthy for my life, my existence, or bad? Or even if they do show up in my life for a little while, do I get upset and judge them? And like, you're unworthy, you're right. scaring me, you're endangering me, right? Because that's the big one, you're endangering me. The fear hijacks me and keeps me from using discernment and lets me, makes me use judgment. Or look, or look down upon them. Like, yeah, are you going right. to look down upon them like a Democrat does to a Republican, to or labels? Like a Republican to a Democrat. So yeah, exactly. Know, Vice both versa. Both, yeah, we'll just do it both ways. No, but um, yeah, you're absolutely right. That, that thing, the judgment, the lack of tolerance, how people out in the world, the media claims tolerance, but then they shun the one person without tolerance. That is not tolerance. That is judgment and that is deceptive. And I am like, I cannot align with a world that works that way. So that's why we share this stuff, right? Labeling. What do you label as good, bad, and different? Where are you not using empathy? Where are you not slowing down, right? Like what labels are limiting you and which ones might help you for a while? That's I, um, a really good point. I, cause even I can acknowledge certain things, even as much as I've whatever, try to distance myself. There's, we are always going to have biases and things like that as a human. You, you look at a cloud in the sky, you know, it, it's not just as easy. Oh, that's a cloud in the sky. Well, what, what, you know, what's the shape and form? Is it an ugly cloud to you? Yeah, whose perspective is right? Mm -hmm. Right? They're both equally as right, too. Like if you and I both look at the same cloud from two sides, we both can describe the same thing completely difficult, differently and both be completely Both be right. right. <laughs> yes, and that's, yeah. the, that's the whole thing. Like, but we're not, we don't have the whole picture and that's perspectives. Perspectives give you polarities, which give you a higher point of view. The more perspective, I see it as yin and yang. Like I have the light perspective and the dark perspective. The more I push them outward, the bigger openness to all of reality I have. Not just, so now going through all the dark shit and then learning compassion has, dude, it's fucking awesome. It's the most fucking awesome thing ever. It's better than any substance, any feeling that society has said is the okay things and stuff. Right. It, I see it so much as like, this is good, this bad, like. Dog, dog, good, dog, good, cat, bad, or this person, good, next person, bad. It's, it's like the black, that's more like black and white thinking. It's, it's yeah. all connected in. It, they're connected. So let me try to, so labeling, so in prison and fear and let's get why labeling and where to check yourself, right? So 
when you, when I went into prison, right, there's all these different people, some violent, some sexual predators, some drug addicts, all dangerous, all for different reasons, right? Some will bring you the drugs and you'll get killed because you can't afford them. Some will bring you like the guy that sexually assaults you. Some will just bring straight up violence and knock your teeth out. Now, that's all fear, all valid points of view, all happened, all happened. You know, like the first story in prison I learned is about Marvin Gray, Gay, Marvin Gray. Mar no, or Marvin Gray, it's a real being. He's a person in prison. He was a very big black guy. He was back in the 80s and 90s. And I, and I, you might, they, you could probably ask your group and someone might know this story and it's not made up. He would work out the white guys, get them big. And then right. after he got them big, he would go in their cell and bash their head in and rape them. This happened four times, like three to four times. Why, why would he get them big? Well, he, they have weight. They used to have weight piles, dude, weightlifting. Right. Like it'd be like you and me. Hey, buddy, let's go work out. Let's be buddies. Let's be friends. And he's big as fuck. So everyone's like, OK, you'll protect me anyway. So that fear, right, the fear, if you are in check, like if you're labeling like you need labels because I need to stay away from some of these people. Right. Like if I don't have the ability to read people's energy like I do now, I have to use some labeling. There's no way around it. My intuition just isn't strong enough. Right. Like so in prison. That story was literally one of the first stories I heard, and it's a real story. And that really fucked me up because of most stories I always heard are just not true. But this one is true. And I don't want to call Marvin Gaye like the gay guy. but it was, Yeah, it was like, well, like Marvin Gaye, the singer. It was, it was gray, though. It was something like that. I'll look, I could look up the guy. He died, though. When, this is why when I was in DRDC, I guess he had recently passed away there from cancer. Right. So karma, he wasn't leaving, but why they kept putting this man on the yard with people to hurt. I don't know. Actually, I do know, but I'm not going to even get into that. But like the the that story, it's so fearful. Like I went to prison. I'm sitting there hearing these stories and my anxiety just starts skyrocketing. Right. Like and then my blood in my brain starts getting more into my heart and I'm more clammy and even telling the story, dude, like my hand starts tremoring at the thought of that because it's Fuck not yeah, kind of dude, afraid I... of that anymore but it does inspire anxiety and fear there's i have to honor that right it's 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 scared me and i'm not i'm about six feet tall at my best right and 185 pounds fit i'm not 250 pounds plus in just solid tank like muscle bro right dude could break your break you in like would, a like i would tell you this they would have to knock me unconscious and beat me up if they were ever to do something like that but they could so i had to accept like those things happen but learn how to protect myself and put barriers and borders right and the funniest thing about these labeling and things is that fear was the most deceptive thing ever because fear would have told me to talk to that nice big, tough guy, white or black guy that comes to be my friend to work out with me because mm -hmm. he's tough. He figured it out, right? No one fucks with him. True, but he's also tormented and look what he did. Look at that. This planet has hurt people hurting people. I'm sure that always was and molested and always life because it probably happened in prison. And these are some hard topics. So let me take space for a second. Because they're awful. Like, but let me think of this from my perspective, like labeling, just even hearing a story like that, like I can label it as, as like many different things. I could say Alexander is, um, is re retracing trauma label. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm yeah, yeah, labeling yeah, you're just you. Making, you're just putting perspectives. I like to say they're just perspectives. They're not 
They're not permanent. They're guideposts, not hitching posts, like the horse thing I like to talk about. They build those posts in the field for the horses to follow or be hitched to. Choice is yours, you know? So, like, you can use these perspectives to be a guide or they can limit you. Like, you can think of a fear perspective that's terrifying and never look at it. Never say, wait a second. Let's do likelihood. Let's do my story. I'm 30-something years old. I've spent my whole life through a lot of hard situations, and no one ever had been able to hurt me like that, ever, ever. <laughs> and they had many opportunities. So I know something keeps me okay, right? I'm okay. So learning to trust my own inner fire is what I say with these. Like, I sat in that cell and meditated, and it took time because for the first, I remember I, this is where fear is, I want to, like, labels and fear. Like, it's all part of the story. So at DRDC, the intake place, yet again, you're there for a few weeks getting classified, sometimes one week, sometimes three, but depending on your level of security clearance, clearance, or lack of clearance, they put you in harder places. I ran away from the halfway house one time when I was high on drugs, so they charged me with escape, like an escape from a, from a, from a prison facility. So it looks on paper kind of badass, but it's not. Um, like I literally, like I walked away from a sober living is what happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've done that. With abusive guys. Like I left because of trauma. Again. A court ordered. Uh, yeah. Stay. yeah. So I was there and I, I was meditating. I was starting to have a wake up. So I'll, I wore my shower shoes out to the, out to the main yard to get a piece of paper instead of putting my boots on, right? And one of the fear hijacked rules is you never walk out to the yard with shower shoes on because you never, in this guy who's covered in tats, probably only like five foot three, been in prison for 30 years, being like has worked his way up in clearance. He looks at me and he wasn't trying to be mean or scare me. He's like, hey, bro, homie, don't ever come out to the yard with shower shoes on like that. It's super. And he was just that line in prison, which is true. You would never do that. But why? Well, because of fights. Dude, if you have shower shoes on and you get in a fight, you're fucked. They'll, and they have boots. They'll back. There's, a, there's logic. Thank God, dude. I've never gotten. Like, that's, that really is a, like, I'm being honest. That thought process to me made sense. But it also didn't make sense because, like, I'm not going to live in that fear. If that's what's going to happen to me, then that is what's going to happen to me. I have died a thousand deaths, <laughs> you know, like, in a way. I, but no, it was scary. I had to, for a while, I wouldn't wear my shower shoes. Even to walk to the shower, I was afraid. Like, I was afraid. I, I was more afraid that guy was going to see me not listening to his advice, is what I was more scared of. So, anyway, took time and I ended up, you know, after DRDC, you can order like nicer shoes that are more com like New Balance for running. They're just cheap, but you can get shoes that are more comfortable and you move through this process. And, but, those little thought process, those labels, those fear, like fear comes in and then we label everything black and white. That's what I'm trying to say. Like the fear yes. comes in and makes our labeling just not discerning. It makes it judging. And that's what I'm like, what's important to take notice of space and, you know, that labeling. Because when I sit in my cell that time when I got rid of the fear, because you might have realized this. If you had a cell, did you feel more safe at night when you were done? You're booked in, you're in your cell, you knew you were there for like eight hours and the door was locked. No one was yeah. getting in or out. No one was going to come kill you. There's mm -hmm. no murderer that's like able to get through that fucking wall. You're safe. Yeah. And that's something that was hard to accept is that I did feel safe 
for a while there without like just away from the world. That makes you know? perfect sense. I mean, I never had to go out to a yard. There's a pod, but it wasn't no, full of dangerous have, people. Denver County know? Jail has more fights, I mean, than prison all day long because it's just people still coming down from drugs. Prison's yeah, because it, it's, it's a shit show. But like, yeah, yeah. Jails are more mental health places rather than jails. Yeah, it, I mean, I luckily I wasn't in a dangerous location with dangerous people, but it's it was the fear. It was the fear leading up to it and all the labeling that my mind was doing that so made it so scary because first of all jail sucks and it is scary you douglas county is south denver and castle rock there's arapahoe there's dangerous areas douglas like the fact that you this is what i want you to like notice like you are not less tough than me or less worthy because you went to a less hard place is what i'm saying you yeah that place jail is scariest as prison and i, I mean i i can feel that and the same for anybody who's never been to jail or prison we're no we're, that's a label we're tougher yeah, than you no, because not, we because we experience and that's just not true it's not true that's what I, I like your value like you label it like those places yeah there's some awful experiences there but to make it a overgeneralization too this is where we get more to you know, I don't want to get complicated into the other ones, but they all bleed together. Like, exactly. Like, generalized prison as just an awful place with no ability to change. Like, all or nothing thinking comes in. Like, I thought that if I couldn't, like, like actually speak and prove my point to, like, my ex-girlfriend and let her see how I was not so awful or whatever these things I thought had to happen to make my world right, you know, but the best thing I ever did was start working on the things I could. Like start seeing like, wait, like my brain or my heart just said, stop, let's just throw it all out for a second, surrender and realize, let's use this space. You don't have to go. For, I didn't have, I was like, all right, I'm here. Don't even know how long I'm here for because they were resentencing me. It was awful. So I was like, so I have to just live in the now. Well, isn't it <laughs> true? Like you, you say it, all energy is neutral. Like even when you're in those places, it just means there's more energy. It, you, more you, energy. you label it as as negative as or positive and then that's why you can't change that energy because you say oh, it's negative and then blah yeah. blah 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 like making an excuse about and why you can change that energy like i avoid it i try to me it's like i always think i have to have a substance to cope with things even to this day not addictive substances i still have my mind with stuff like ibuprofen like like that I have to make sure I'm not letting the label of I have to have 800 milligrams of ibuprofen or I will for sure be in pain. That is a belief that I've had since I was little. Yeah, and it's dude. still in me. I was like, they're all gone. I'm like, look how badass I am. I've worked through fentanyl, heroin, oh, blah, blah, blah. And it's the I last one, the ibuprofen. The ibuprofen. I call it the ibuprofen that you're like, okay. Battle of the bulge. Badule, you know <laughs> yes, what I mean? Like, like, but I still using ibuprofen i'll have my whole life so this is the black and white the labeling this it's a great thing to use when it's around like like but and not to judge myself for needing it i had awful mm -hmm. migraines because i was dealing with a lot of childhood trauma and had no way to cope so i got migraines so i started with ibuprofen and three years three years later i got vicodin for a headache for legitimately and it was all she wrote until now so, um, <laughs> I mean, like the Vicodin was such a painkiller. I wasn't just addicted to the, the euphoria is such an infantile understanding of addiction. So anyone that just thinks they're getting high, like Nancy Reagan, people and that type of mentality, 
they just are infants. They just don't know. Well, don't yeah, understand. and then it always comes back to labeling, like first in order not to label others. So judgmentally, we have to not label ourselves. It always starts with ourselves, always. So that's the one thing I've learned from my journey is empathy. Um, to hurt you, anytime I judge anyone, I'm first judging myself or comparing myself to that judgment. So I have to hurt myself in a way to hurt you. It's no way around it, man. And mm -hmm. it's like we as mind beings cannot not at least to some perspective experience like the fractal hologram of infinity. You have to like we all try to just look at it, but we are it. So like what I'm saying with that is like we have to focus on like our inner beings, like we have to learn that it comes from within and then goes out. And that, however you see that psychologically, chemistry, all of that aligns with it. But the truth is that the belief, the inner belief within of worthiness and labeling, like, oh my God, I'm so unworthy, or I'm like a kook because I like spirituality, all that stuff. It's like, I don't care. I love you unconditionally, but I'm going to say it nicely. Go fuck yourself. That's not a, no anger, no frustration. It's a label of get away. I'm saving space and I'm speaking to you like you need to be spoken to because you don't listen to anything else. That is spoke like a butterfly, sting like a bee. And sometimes we have to be able to say the tough stuff. We have to be able to say the nice stuff, right? We, ha we can't, labels though, like I guess with labels, the thing I'd say in, with all of it is like learning labels as, not limiting judgments they're limitations but they're perspectives they give us colors and you know contrast right so like not to use them as worthiness and if you do have a belief that's based on labels go out in the world and add some more labels then if you're a labeler expand the label don't like what i'm saying is like broaden the perspective yeah that's what you're doing. like <laughs> and that's what all these life painful events and stuff do is they give us more perspectives right like even the spectrum of colors and this is what i was thinking that you know is red really red is yeah. orange really uh, orange like or you know this is just literally wave what links this is how we see it but it doesn't mean that it is yeah, and how does someone else perceive that? We have no idea, and we won't, really. We can. Yeah, like, what is blue, you know, to a colorblind person? You know, what is blue? How I receive blue might be the way you receive red. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, they say, well, it's all vibration, but we're patterns interpreting patterns. So you might have a pattern that catches the interpretation a little different, where red is more purple, you know? And that's that's okay. Like, these are, like things that happen i'm saying like it's we're not stuck you're not incapable you're not broken you're not Amen. unworthy you're not like you're not evil you're not any of those things right if you choose to label yourself those things you can be them but you're just that's just a piece of what you are <laughs> and like the truth is you can do so much more Amen, dude. Amen. Like I shout out to everybody who's who's listening to this because it's, you know, don't don't label yourself. Start there and move and let's move on as a society. Yeah, just pay attention to what how you're assigning labels and where judgments are being and what you're running from. Like a lot of times labels are used to help us run away from things. 
because we fear, right? And fear mm-hmm. gets in tied with a label. It's one that's going to have to be looked at. And that's why for me, the dark prison and all that shit helped me set balance, healthy balances, healthy parameters, but also not be stuck in them. Um, you know, like healthy balance, but not prison thinking. It's very, I don't know, it's, it's cool because we're all capable of really amazing stuff, no matter where you're at. Cool. Well, that's a good way to end. I appreciate yeah. it. You all listening. Much love. Share this and we'll catch you on the next episode. Yep. See you later.